Miamians and listeners from around the world, welcome to another episode of Miami Global Net. Today we have two guests. We're starting with Tassa Jean, Consul General of St. Lucia in Miami. The Consul General will share with us her story of how she got to Miami and also explain some of the functions of her office. Our second guest is Sunita Daniel, CEO of Export St. Lucia. She will explain what her office does, what are St. Lucia's main exports, and what are the plans for the new year. Welcome to Miami Global Net Podcast, where we showcase the people and organizations that support Miami's international landscape. Learn from local business owners, startups, diplomats, and community leaders. Get to know the tools and services that are out there that help you invest and grow in South Florida. Miami is a true global city where one can live and do business with a global reach. All right, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Alejandro. Thank you for having us. So today we have the Consul General of St. Lucia, and we have the CEO of Export St. Lucia. Let's start by getting to know you guys. And Consul General, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to Miami. Okay, well, my name is Tassa Jean. I've been the Consul General for, well, two years now. How did I get to Miami? My pathway to the mission has been interesting and opportune, yes. <laughs> my entry into the public service began about four years ago. And when the opportunity presented itself for me to work in Miami, I welcomed it because I um, worked with the ministry that is responsible for commerce and industry before. So the exposure and the intrinsic benefits I experienced in working on the grassroots projects and contributing to other national development projects were invaluable. So when the opportunity came for me to head the consulate in Miami, I humbly embraced it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we are very happy to have you here. You know, as when we first met when I was doing international relations for the city, I mean, I think that, I think that we were like, organizing a, a meetup for like the longest time yeah <laughs> but we finally we finally met up and i think it was great i i think that the energy in your office and everybody's a welcoming demeanor and i think it's awesome i think it represents St. lucia very well i think you guys do a fantastic job thank you and, and your staff too your staff has been fantastic <laughs> yes they are <laughs> so just a To give people an idea of what consul generals do, you lead the, as consul general, you lead the the consulate of St. Lucia in Miami. Yes. And I think, what does that look like? I know that some consulates sometimes vary in responsibilities or interests or priorities. I mean, the main purpose is to serve the constituency, right? The the St. Lucians leaving in a certain area. So what does that area look like? What is those services? Well, we oversee the entire southwestern part of the United States. So we have, I have under my jurisdiction, states like Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Kentucky, New Mexico, North and South Carolina, Tennessee, and Texas. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What are some of those services you guys provide or, or, well, the, the main function of the consulate, we, we assist in granting St. Lucians with travel documents like passport, emergency travel documents, 
We facilitate the issuance of visas for persons who require visas to travel to St. Lucia. Our consular services, well, that would fall under the passports and stuff. We facilitate the application of citizenship and we advise prospective investors about trade and investment opportunities in St. Lucia and provide visitors information on St. Lucia. So you guys are busy then. I mean, that's that's a huge area you could cover. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, we, we continually engage our diaspora, you know, because we have five associations within the jurisdiction. We have one in Georgia, one in Texas, one in South Florida, one in Central Florida, and the other one in West Palm Beach. So we continually engage our diaspora. Before we dive into um, experts in Lucia, can you give us... Consul General, a high-level overview of the history of St. Lucia and uh, this beautiful island we're talking about? Yeah, a brief overview on the beautiful island of St. Lucia. St. Lucia was um, named Ayanola by the first settlers. They were the Arawak Indians. They were the ones who settled in St. Lucia first. And um, Ayanola means land of the iguanas. Then the Caribs came after, Carib Indians. They were like fierce. The Arawaks were a little peaceful. The Caribs were fierce. We still have Caribs in St. Lucia. You could still find settlements in St. Lucia where you have, you know, descendants of Caribs. The Caribs came in, and when the French and English settlers were trying to come into St. Lucia, the Caribs fought them. They wouldn't allow them to come in and settle on St. Lucia. However, the first European to come and settle in St. Lucia was Francois Leclerc, or they called him Jean Dubois, which meant wooden legs. So he was the first to come in and he settled on Pigeon Island. Pigeon Island is in the north of the island and that is where they used as a battleground to attack the Spanish ships that were trying to come into St. Lucia. Was fought for by the British and the French. So. The French won, then the British came in and they continued fighting. And for 14 times, St. Lucia changed hands between the British and the French until the British won. Eventually, the French had to leave St. Lucia. That was in 1814. So St. Lucia was the last European colony to finally declare independence, becoming an independent British Commonwealth in 1979. And ever since, we've been a sovereign nation taking care of our own economy, right? St. Lucia is just one island, right? I, I just quickly yes. Googled, Googled. Just one island. It's just one island. Okay. Yes. Wow. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. It's always good to have an idea of the background. Thank you. So, welcome. Export St. Lucia. We Hi. have the CEO of Export St. Lucia with us, Sunita. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Let's start by getting to know you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your background. I'm an economist by training. I've worked in quite a few places. I first, I was first a teacher and I taught at the high school level and then I lectured at the junior college level. I moved on from there and I became an economist in the Ministry of Agriculture. And then I was the chief planning officer for agriculture. For, I stayed in the ministry for about 10 years then I moved to work for the United Nations, the Food and Agriculture Organization. I was the liaison officer at the OECS Commission um, for a while. So I've had training a lot in the public organizations. 
and at the international and regional level. When I looked at my career, I thought, where am I missing? And it was really in the private sector that I did not have quite a bit of experience. So when this opportunity came up, I decided to go into the private sector just to get cover all my bases. So now I'm at Export St. Lucia. I've been here for about two and a half years. It's been really thrilling. I love working with the private sector, although I miss the public sector, but you know, that's part of life. So we're now here with Export St. Lucia. So you were for how long in the Ministry of Agriculture? About 10 years in the Ministry of Agriculture. So what is St. Lucia's main agricultural production? Is that the right term? Definitely. <laughs> yes, crop. Definitely bananas. We've, we've been a banana economy for a very long time, although we've tried to do some diversification, but banana has really changed the landscape of St. Lucia and has really impacted a lot of, of lives for farming farms. Incidentally, agriculture is what my true passion really is. And I've tried a lot to bring agriculture into export solution. Okay, cool. So before we dive into some specifics, so how does export St. Lucia operate? How does it work? What, what do you guys do? Right. So we're a statutory agency. Um, we're completely funded by the government, but we are, our board is run by the private sector. So the chair of our board is a private sector representative. Our board is made up of mostly private sector partners and agencies, although we also have public sector like the Ministry of Finance and the Ministry of Commerce on board. So Export Senator is really run by a board of directors. Okay, Ministry of Finance, you meant Ministry of? Ministry of Finance, Ministry of Commerce, Ministry of Tourism, they sit on our board. That's from the public sector. And from the private sector, we have a lot of small business representatives, the Ministry of Commerce, Ministry of the Hotel and Tourism Association. So I have quite a huge board made up of both private sector and public sector, but it's overwhelmingly private sector um, driven. Okay. So what kind of experts do you facilitate? We do all exports that come out of St. Lucia, everything, as long as it leaves St. Lucia. So we handle music and entertainment. I'm not sure if you've ever heard about the dinner segment music. It's a new genre of music that's really catching up all over the world. Export St. Lucia is now trying to see how we can get it to be recognized authentically as St. Lucian music. So it's really making quite a few waves on the music scene. So we do music and entertainment, we do arts and craft, we do agriculture, we do health and wellness, fashion, professional business services, household and construction products, anything that is exported out of St. Lucia, we basically work with all of those companies. So we actually have a membership of a couple of hundreds of businesses, almost every major big business and small business from St. Lucia is a client of Export St. Lucia. Awesome. Awesome. So, so what are those main exports, would you say? We have not traditionally, for St. Lucia, it's bananas, but exports oh. has not traditionally worked with bananas, although we're now going into that area. But for now, it's agricultural products. So, for example, in for the U.S. in particular, there's quite a large demand for breadfruit, for St. Lucia breadfruit. There's Grapefruit. a breadfruit, breadfruit. Oh, breadfruit. Okay. CMOS is actually a big industry for St. Lucia from the U.S. The U.S. has actually, the U.S. economy has actually kept St. Lucia small fishers and farmers afloat during COVID because of the sales of CMOS. Um, so that market has really kept us above. We also do quite a bit of exports of rums. So we have some of the best rums, actually, I think, 
anywhere. So if we talk about Chairman's Reserve and Bounty Rum, we also look at Bears, St. Lucia has some really great chocolates. So it's really all kinds of products that are exported out of St. Lucia. What is CMOS used for exactly? It's actually a health product. So a lot of persons on the West Coast, particularly in the U.S., have huge interest in St. Lucia CMOS. It has a lot of antioxidant characteristics. So during COVID, a lot of people think that it actually helps build up the immune system. So we found that during COVID, sales for CMOS in the U.S. have actually increased quite tremendously. So from the first time, Export St. Lucia would have introduced CMOS, which is about a little less than two years ago, CMOS exports increased by 900%. And then we looked at the trend and another 500%. And the CMOS and the demand for CMOS from the U.S. has actually been increasing quite a bit. So we're also hoping at Export St. Lucia to get a geographical indication It's kind of a trade term where we try to say this is authentically from St. Lucia. There are certain characteristics that this CMOS has that no other CMOS has. And so this is one of the things that we're working towards doing in the next year. So CMOS is traded in the health industry. So it's like, I'm sure you guys work with a line of distributors and stuff like that. Right, right. So it's a raw product. So you, it's actually farmed in the sea. Just like you have farming done on land, CMOS is actually planted in the sea and it's farmed in the sea. And so you have the CMOS farmers going into the seawaters, mostly sometimes up onto the chest areas, and that's where they work for the entire day. Then that CMOS is then harvested and it is dried, sun-dried, really organically grown, really organically sun-dried. And so it's done in an organic manner throughout. What we have is a lot of small farmers actually are the ones involved in in the CMOS industry. So we had an industry that was already declining. And then that industry has actually picked up quite a bit. So we have farming communities that are completely dependent on CMOS. And a lot of that demand for CMOS comes from the United States. Can people invest in these companies? What we have is it's really grassroots roots. So people do invest, but what we have cooperatives, it's a cooperative style. Ah. So a lot of small farmers who come together, a lot of women's groups who come together. What we've found lately is a lot of high at risk youth have gone into um, CMOS production and they've formed cooperatives around that area. So for us, we've been quite excited. We actually got nominated and placed second for a World Trade Award because of that CMOS intervention. That's super cool. Yes, yes. It's been very exciting to see the impact that it has had on on really marginalized populations within St. Lucia. Awesome. And for, for those that don't know, cooperations or coops is when a lot of individuals, especially around farming or, or right. production of, of that nature, they come together and they pool their harvest. And then from there, they they go out and sell and distribute. Right. 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 Good job. <laughs> okay. So I visited your website and I read that you guys have a handful of programs. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about those programs, especially Taste of St. Lucia? Right. So we have the Taste of St. Lucia brand. What we found is, and if you look around, a lot of people know about Jamaica. So you go out and they say, oh, this is a Jamaica product and there's some sort of differentiation. What we found when we went out onto the market um, internationally, we found that there was not any brand specific St. Lucia product. And so it was difficult to say, 
this product is from St. Lucia. And we found that that actually works a lot with our rums and with CMOS, for example. So a lot of people would now ask you, um, when people try to sell CMOS, they'd say, is this the St. Lucia CMOS? And what we found is quite a bit of persons trading CMOS as St. Lucia CMOS, and it's not St. Lucia CMOS. So what we've done is we've now gone on to trademark the brand called the Test of St. Lucia brand. And it's really to, it's a collection of premium food, drink, service. We don't forget the service because we also do give um, services, provide services to the international world. We have some very good consultants. And um, the Test of St. Lucia brand is being protected in the US, Canada, the UK, and in other CARICOM countries as something that's authentically from St. Lucia. What our research has found is that if somebody knows that this product is a product of St. Lucia and they recognize it as such, the sales for that product actually goes up. Because St. Lucia has quite a few advantages in that a lot of our production is done at a very small scale level. A lot of it is done organically. Our services are really small service providers who really give you the most authentic products. So for example, our cocoa is some of, is from some of the world's best chocolates, cocoa in the in the world. And so these are things that we're trying right now to really leverage and to show that it's really authentic and from St. Lucia. So the Taste of St. Lucia brand will look at just umbrella products. So you have the rums from St. Lucia. So this is authentically St. Lucian rum, which is, for example, Chairman's Reserve. Chocolates. We have a few chocolate producers. We have the same cooperative style of women within an area we call um, Miku. And they do the Miku chocolate, which is really, really great chocolate. And so those things are what we're going to say. This is authentically St. Lucia and they reach a certain standard and they're really premium products. And so we would be saying, using it as a marketing strategy when we go out into the international world. So how is the brand work? Is it like, let's say I'm a rum producer in St. Lucia, right? And like, I'm right. calling it Alejandro's Rum. Right. Is it, is it Alejandro's Rum stamped with a taste of St. Lucia? you know, approved certification or made in St. Lucia or, or is it just the entire thing, taste of St. Lucia? How do I identify the product? Okay, that's a great question. We allow our producers to keep their authenticity also. So although you have, a, we do the chocolates, you would have Kakose PC and you would have me, um, the Miku chocolates. These people are allowed to keep their individual branding, but the overall branding would come under the taste of St. Lucia trademark. What we have is for a lot of those, it's a lot, like I said, a lot of small farmer cooperatives coming together and we don't want to lose that authenticity. So that is carried along with the Taste of St. Lucia brand. Um, the Taste of St. Lucia brand is also in synchronization with the inter other branding agencies. So for example, the St. Lucia Tourism Authority and how they promote St. Lucia in the, in the international world, the Taste of St. Lucia brand actually goes on this. So I'll give you an example. We would have been in London and doing some promotion of a bounty rum. And when we got there, quite a few people were drawn to our booth in London 
because they had previously been to St. Lucia. So although they did not know the product, the fact that they had been to St. Lucia, they were interested in our rums. And when they came, they would have asked us about the Piton Bear, which is the St. Lucia Bear, which we did not carry. So it's a lot of those of us trying to really leverage the strengths of the other agencies in St. Lucia, but also the bigger products trying to help the, the small and upcoming product, products. Okay, so Taste of St. Lucia basically kind of helps promote the products that are made in St. Lucia by the locals, right? So do, do the locals need to go to a certain process to be part of Taste of St. Lucia? Yes, you actually have to reach a certain standard. So the Taste of St. Lucia brand is administered by a committee, which is made up of Export St. Lucia. The St. Lucia Bureau of Standards is actually a big part of, of that. They're our standard setting um, authority the Ministry of Agriculture, and we have a few other partners. So when you want to be under the Taste of St. Lucia brand, you make an application to use the brand. And then that committee will look into it. So we'll go now and look at your production processes, look at what your sales are, look at what your record is, and then a decision is made as to whether you're prepared to carry that brand. The difficulty we have is that this brand some of the biggest manufacturers in St. Lucia want to carry that brand. So we're talking about persons who already have a well-known name in the market. And so if they carry that brand, we have to be sure that anybody else that's coming in will not jeopardize that brand by poor production or poor marketing or poor customer service. So there's actually quite a rigorous process to go through to ensure that the smaller companies are able to come onto the Taste of St. Lucia umbrella brand. Got it. All right, cool. So we, so if you see the brand of Taste of St. Lucia, you know it's been quite vetted right. and guaranteed. So. Right. <laughs> so 2021, how is that looking for you guys? What are those plans? <sighs> 2020 was such a headache. Right around Although, the corner. <laughs> yes, I know. I guess we're all waiting for, for 2021 to come. We had actually had quite a few plans for the U.S. market in 2020, which we were not able to accomplish. We've done quite a bit of them thanks to the assistance of the Consul General and her office. I must say that we work in all international countries. We work in every country, in the, basically in, in the Europe, in Canada, the USA. And we've found that the Miami office, and I've said it many, many times, the Miami office has really taken up that mantle to look at the trade end. And they've really been great support for us. So that office has actually helped keep us make those connections. And with investors, with other persons who probably want to come and invest in, in St. Lucian products or in St. Lucian businesses. So we've been looking at that. But one of our plans for 2021 is really to explore the West Coast a little more in the US. The West Coast seems to be one of the areas we get a lot of interest from. I get a lot of emails from the West Coast about the products of St. Lucia, what are you doing? And we've not been to the West Coast yet. And so that's one of the places we're looking at exploring in 2021 to see what's really the interest for St. Lucia there, because people seem to have quite a bit of interest for St. Lucia. We also want to look at a more of increasing our um, agricultural products and the exports to the U.S. market. We know that we have quite a bit of demand in the U.S. for the breadfruits and for CMOS, and we want to build on that, to really build our packaging, build our branding in the market. So it's really to solidify those areas 
in the U.S. market. So a lot of what we're trying to do is actually going more into the market, but also protecting us ourselves as we go in, because we found quite a bit of persons trying to kind of create similar products and then trade them as Sendusha products. So we really want to protect ourselves in the mm. market in 2021. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. What I remember, one of the things I remember from my visit to the Consul General's office in Miami was the breadfruit, because mm-hmm. we were talking about things and right. a little bit of everything. And one of my questions is when I visit the Consul General's offices for the first time is like, how can we help you, you know, with what you're doing, with what your right. needs are? Because we have, the city of Miami has a lot of resources. And I was like, I try to make that, I try to make that available to the consular core. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned the export of breadfruit, of rums, and the mm-hmm. CMOS. That's when I first went after I wrote it down. Right. <laughs> and then I went to my office and I Googled. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what it was. But now I know that there's a fruit called breadfruit and that there are CMOS. I hope, I hope the CG has allowed you to taste the breadfruit. We haven't <laughs> gotten there yet, but, you know, maybe soon. <laughs> yes. So. so definitely. And she was asking for, like, help for connections and stuff like that. So, so what, what are those kind of connections that you look for? So I know really? I, I try to put in contact with someone that exports stuff that right. I knew of, especially with the West outreach that you're interested in. Well, we've built quite a large distributorship elsewhere along the East Coast, but we've not done so along the West Coast yet. And so that's one of the things we're actually interested in doing. Although we have quite a few persons who have sent us interest that particularly for CMOS, that they're very interested in CMOS because it is a health food product. And there's a lot of interest coming from California in particular. And so that's one of the things we're not built those relationships yet. We had hoped to do that in 2020 because the, the way we do business is we actually go in and we build those relationships. And COVID has prevented us from doing that. So that's one of the things we're looking at. The whole foods market is actually one where we've had some persons have expressed interest from Whole Foods for some of the products. And so it's for us, it's ensuring that we're able to meet the standards that Whole Foods has. So what is it that exactly that they're looking for? We know that they're interested in the product, but what are the terms and so on? So these are the things that we work on for our clients because they're so small, they're unable to do it themselves. So we undertake that kind of work for them. And also what other products? I think two years ago, nobody had really heard about CMOS and nobody was interested in CMOS until we said, why don't we just try this product and look at what a tremendous success it's been. And for us at Export Sandwicher, we always look at what is the next new product that St. Lucia has and loves, but the rest of the world needs to know about. And so these are the things that we'd really be interested in knowing. Just some market research in the West Coast itself would really assist us. Got it. So I know we've spoken about a couple of St. Lucia's exports. We got the breadfruit, we got the CMOS, the rum, bananas. What other exports should we know about? Okay. There's also some interest in mangoes coming from the U.S. St. Lucia is very good at producing mangoes. We actually have a great market in the U.K. And we're actually just trying to get over some hurdles in the U.S. market to ensure that mangoes are exported to the U.S. The other thing we are really good at is is Carnival. And we have Export St. Lucia is now doing the branding, working on the branding of St. Lucia Carnival with the Event St. Lucia and with the Cultural Development Foundation. So we actually got funding to brand St. Lucia Carnival. 
And that's a project we're working on now. And that's something we'd really like to bring to the U.S. to ensure and encourage persons to come to St. Lucia Carnival, which runs for about a month. But there are a few days, two days of on the street parade. Alejandro, you could probably also come to. We have a great um, carnival. We also working on some soaps, handcrafted soaps made by, once again, small cooperatives, small businesses, a lot of women-driven businesses. And that's one of the next things. In the, We're getting tested by a professional lab now, and we hope to also introduce to the U.S. market. All righty then. So I know that we are running out of time, and I want to thank everyone for joining us. It's been great. How can people connect with Export St. Lucia? So persons can go to our website, which is www.exportstlucia.org. You can reach us there. I can be reached at sdaniel at exportstlucia.org. Or you can reach us at 1-758-468-2185. We're always very responsive to all queries, all questions, anything anybody wants to know. We're always available to really respond and to assist them. Perfect. I'll share that contact information in the show notes. So if you're interested, check it out. And I want to... Thank you again for joining us and the Consul General specifically for, for coordinating and, and for helping and making all this happen. So it was a pleasure to speak to both of you. Thank you, Alejandro. 